0: Well, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when we let's be the church. We are the pillar ground of truth, and the word of God um, is, is ever potent and with power to transform our lives. So I trust that today as we continue our study on overcoming theology, you will overcome. That will not be a song of, of, of future tense, but it will be present tense to where we can say we have overcome. Amen. But until we come into the knowledge of the truth, that is that still remains a futuristic goal. And we want to amplify what the scripture has already archived for us to experience in this life. And in order to do that, we have to study to show ourselves approved. So we're going to study in this Sunday morning in the word, the word of God, and we're going to study it systematically, line upon line, precept upon precept, so that we can we can we can ever grow in the nature of the Lord. Now, I always tell people, encourage your um, people, spread the word. We're on every Sunday and every Thursday. Sunday, I'm dedicated for the systematic teaching of the Word of God and the study of the Word of God. And then on um, Thursday. We are we are highlighting the, the glory of Urban Glory. It's Urban Glory Night. And so I want you to join us on that night. You're going to hear some outstanding artists. It's going to be a little teaching, but we're changing up the format a little bit to help um, to echo our message. So um, let, let's do this to, to really grow. Thank God. Um, um, let me give you some good news. We, are, we have hit a number. Of forty thousand downloads, Amen. Now, my goal for this year is for us to uh, double that number to eighty thousand by the close of twenty fifteen. I'm sorry I had to date this uh, lesson, but in the future we'll edit it out if you hear it again. But praise the Lord. Um, uh, but I, and I decided to teach it that, so it's a blessing anyway. But I wanted to let you know that. Let everybody know we're on every Sunday. We have a hundred, um, over a hundred uh, teachings on the broadcast itself. So, join us, Amen. Okay. And I know that I just posted a um, uh, info thing, and it says nine a.m. on the on the ad, but it's actually ten a.m. So let everybody know we're on every Sunday at ten a.m. Sunday morning in the Word, and it's just a thirty thirty-five minute teaching on the Word of God, all right, let everybody know we're at forty thousand downloads. spread the word if you can't um if you can't um join us live, you can always download it at a future time, but stay up with the study. get a notebook specifically for this teaching, and I guarantee you that if you follow us for three or four months, you would have learned more in those three or four months about the Word of God than you would an entire year of attending church on a regular basis. So join us for that, and that's a um, bragging thing. That's just the truth. So join us now for uh, Sunday Morning in the Word, and we're going to be talking about overcoming. I'm going to give a quick review, and then I'm going to go into some new information. Today, you can subtitle your teaching, Overcoming Sin. Overcoming sinner. This is blessing two. Let's pray, Father. We thank you and praise you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. We delight because of the Holy Spirit. We depend on who is the educator and guide to give us clear articulation of speech and. Uh, clarity of voice that we might make known the manifold wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, we say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church and Father, and everything that shall be accomplished and reveal you to be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Overcome a theology stretch to affirm our pursuit in knowing God more intimately so we can simply serve him more faithfully, to awaken core values that establishes our conviction and the advantages that we have as a result of establishing God's word as final authority. It answers systematically the value of having theology, what is needed to overcome as an advantage in life. And so we talked about how the word overcome is used um, 28 times in the Old Testament, 22 times in the New Testament, 11 times in the book of Revelation, and five times in the book of 1 John, which lets us know that this is an end-time message. In context, overcomes theology is the discipline of evolving a reflection of faith and beliefs in light of pushing advantage and the importance of establishing our convictions, commitments, and characters around distinct reflections of the word of God. So five things occur when uh, our theology is in place because theology does certain things uh, for us to, uh, to to develop focus. Really, theology focuses us on things that are important in life and important toward the things of God. Amen. So we can serve him. So we can know him more intimately, and we can serve him more faithfully. I love that statement. So theology answers and seeks um, um, how to know what God means, why he means, how he affects our life. Theology alters and reforms the state of our spiritual development through a search of meaning, considering wider and deeper ranges of truth about God. Theology awakens prophetic awareness and articulating the experiences and are challenged with God's power, God's presence, and God's perspective in our time and context. And then add knowledge to the practices Of faith by giving attention to how to display what we believe and how we believe to others about our beliefs, and then ultimately it advances the believer to a perpetual pursuit to know God. Amen. And and in that, we also talked about how theology is not just attending Bible school. It is not a biblical. uh, It is not the word theology is not used in the Bible, but it defines the process of how we exercise the relevance of the Bible in our day and time, how we discover who God is today. And that's, that's a question that you're going to have to answer. Um, um, are, are you just simply adapting to what you think you know, or do you actually know in whom you believe, and are you feeling persuaded that he is faithful? And he is able to reward you because you diligently see the scripture says that anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, we in the body of Christ have to do a great, uh, a a great, uh, revival of reflection to see if we're really overcoming because this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Now, in this, we we discovered and we discovered that, that. Overcoming theology is a revelation of our redemption. It's a revelation of our righteousness, it's a revelation of our reconciliation. That will always be accepted no matter what uh, lens of thought you come in. When you focus on overcoming, you're saying God has done something. There's a term that old school used to use, said faith in the finished work, which means we start at the point when Jesus Christ raised from the dead and redeveloped everything we believe. Uh, based on his conquering death and the grave. And a lot of people don't do that. You know, they may take customs of the Old Testament, the law, and they, they, they may search themselves They say they are sinners, they are wretched, and as a result of them having experienced sin and having uh, denied God, their relationship is based on their gratefulness and their gratitude. Um, to uh, to be accepted among the beloved. Now, that's one lens of thought, but that's IA, the finished work of the cross. Because what he does is he completes those things that we cannot complete in him. And that he gives us access by uh, by faith through grace that we can stand and find that grace in helping the time of need and be able to approach God boldly and in confidence. And if we can't have confidence in the work that Christ has done, as far as it affecting our lives, then we really won't be able to communicate that transforming and that transfiguring power that enable us to live, move, and have our being superior to the things uh, of, of people who don't believe. And, and the church has done a poor job of not being able to articulate and communicate exactly what causes us to overcome, and that's what we want to do in this teaching. Theology starts with the premise that we have, Above and beyond advantage, because we are we are in an, an initial standing with God and beliefs that seek to advance from the initial awareness of who God is. What we what we're saying is that is that listen, when we initially started with God. As a result of us having fellowship with God, we developed an advantage. And then this theology stresses that Christ, um, Christ as a central and vital means to have confidence in our outlook and overcome to overcome by our pursuits and rights that come with the awareness of who we really are. Now, if Christ changed us and Christ died that we might be saved and he saved us, then we're saying this, this awakens a new awareness, not only of who he is, but who we are. And then also the theology sees challenges as opportunities for God to reveal himself in our context and his willingness to work for us and work with us, and work through us, so, so that we can and we will overcome. Hallelujah! So this is this is a very powerful teaching. I think we're going to enjoy this ride. What what I found in my discovery of teaching and studying and and of the scriptures on overcoming is that there are three areas that we really identify whether we have faith in the finished work and 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 um, or we really have this overcoming theology. And that is that we've overcome sin, we've overcome the world, and we've overcome by faith. Really, when, when we say we have in faith, really. So when we say we really overcome, those areas really identify. And that's what we want to talk about in the next few weeks. We want to talk about have we really overcome sin? Have we really overcome the world? And are we really overcoming by faith? Examine ourselves to see whether we are not in faith. Try. Why? Because some of us have a really mixed faith properly with our context of of who we are in Christ. And as a result, we're not experiencing the life that he died and conquered uh, for us to have. And he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So this is a great teaching that I think is going to empower us. And so it brings us to our context of then overcoming sin. We're gonna start with that and then we're gonna build upon that. Overcoming sin, overcoming the world, overcoming faith. Now, in overcoming, uh what what overcoming theology highlights is the new covenant established upon better promises, that we might be able to partake of those promises. So overcoming is a spiritual conquest to recover and reform all of the original nature and intent of in God's plan. God had a plan from the beginning. It was distorted because of sin. And as a result of sin, entering into the world, all God through Adam. But because of one man's sacrifice to save us all, Jesus, the man, Jesus, the last Adam, he once and for all, just like sin entered into the world, by once so did righteousness enter into the world and it established right standing with God so that we can have access by faith and conquer into the things of God. Now we have to know this. We got to know that Jesus conquered it. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Overcoming was embodied in Christ, which also translates our spiritual state of life in Christ. To live is Christ, and to die again. What does that mean? That means as a result, and that Christ is not just His last name, but the Holy Spirit, and is indicative of the power that translated Him to correct the, co- the corruption that was in the world. You gotta understand if he did it, we can do it. Because we're in him. And if you see, because see if you think Jesus if Christ and Jesus' last name, when he says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, you won't have confidence of what, what what can be done through you. And the way you know that you can and you shall overcome is having a realization of who you really are. Glory to God. Because overcoming must be a preconceived revelation, bird out, out of the access of, of, that we have to more with God. So that means we've got to develop time with God because a lot of times we say that we have a relationship with God, but we really don't. Overcoming sin, then, uh, sin by definition is found in First John 5, 17. All unrighteousness is sin. And, 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 and that's a good practical de- um, definition directly from the scripture. But sin also, if you want to qualify that, separates us from the presence, the power, the plan, the provisions, and the promises of God. Anything that alters what God's plan is is sin.
1: All right,
0: now, we also know that sin is a work of the devil. Let's examine some scriptures, and let's run through some scriptures like this. Get your Bible and see if you can keep up with me. And we're going to go to several passages in the King James Version, and we're going to uh, see exactly what's centered. Let's start with Romans 4.8. Romans 4.8. All
1: right.
0: All right. Amen. Thank God for technology sometimes. Technology just takes just as long as flipping the pages. I'm giving you time. (laughs) Amen. Romans chapter 4, verse 8. And it says this, Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute their sin. I want you to pay attention to that word impute, and I'm going to qualify that in one second. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, next chapter. Romans chapter 5, and let's read verses, let's start at verse 10 which says, for if we were enemies, were we'll reconciled with God by death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. This is what we were just talking about. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received atonement. That's also a forgiveness of sin. Wherefore, as, by, as one man's sin entered into the world, death by sin, so that death passed unto all men, for that all have sinned, until the law, until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that has not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. But not as an offense, so also is the, fi- the, the free gift for. If the offense of many be dead, much more the grace of God. Now, the grace is the antidote of of this sin nature, and of course, grace is the nature of God, uh, uh, which is the or what we call the favor of God, imputed toward us because He loves us. All right. Now, the now let's keep reading, verse fifteen, part B. The gift by grace, which is by the one man Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many, not all. I want y'all to see that, but uncommitted. And not as it was by one that sinned, so it is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Now, God only justifies those whom we love, for if by one man's offense death reigned, by one much more, which they receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now, it lets you know that you have to receive it. Did y'all see that? That you have to receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and then you shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Notice how they're not saying the man Jesus, but they're talking about the anointing that you carry. Now, and of course you can keep Going on, and we're going, but that's going to get into the latter part. Now let's go on to chapter six of Romans, and let's read a couple of verses there. Let's start at verse eleven. Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Now here's something that challenges us as believers. This is overcomes the knowledge, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So our life is here with Christ in God to live is Christ. Keep reading, verse twelve. Let not sin therefore reign your water body, that you may obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye, would, ye are not under the law. But, under grace, what then shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid know ye not that whom ye yield your members or your, yield yourselves service to obey his service ye are to ye, ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or unto obedience unto righteousness, when God do thank that ye were servants of sin, and ye have obeyed from the heart from the doctrine which was delivered you being made free from sin, ye have become servants of righteousness. Actually, after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, for ye at, for as ye have your members servants, uncleans to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness, unto holiness. For when ye were servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit Had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed, for the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin, become servants of God, uh, ye have for the fruit of unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, for the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, who is our Lord. And if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And part of accepting him as Lord, that means he's only ruler, controller, and sustainer. And he is the ultimate provider for you. He's provided the way of escape so that you can overcome sin. So sin shall not have dominion over you. That's one of the most powerful scriptures that we can read. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 1. Let's start at verse 3. It says this, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Uh, I'm sorry. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that we might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever. Amen. Now, go to um, one more passage. And we want to qualify this with some points. Glory to God. I sense the Holy Ghost us opening understandings tonight, or today, rather, in the heavenlies, that when we approach this word, we're going to appreciate God and serve Him more intimately because we know that He's doing things for us. He has done things for us. And the moment we come into the understanding, we are awakened, go to another reality that translates us from the things of the world into the things and the kingdom of our God. Amen. Now, in Galatians, Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to start at verse 1 through 7. And you, well, let's, actually we got to start Let me do some commentary. God has given us great, um, and chapter 1, verse 19 is very key, 19 through 23, which this chapter 2 picks up off of. But it, it tells us that God has given us great, um, um, exceeding greatness of his power because we believe. And according to that power, we, through Christ, are also raised to, to experience heavenly places, principalities, powers, dominion. Okay, now that every name, not only in this world but that which is to come, he will put under his authority. So what happens was when we're in Christ, we are we are literally translated into a whole new world, and it's called the kingdom of God, which is a system, and we'll get into that in overcoming the world. But and you, it says, and you. Has he quickened who were dead? You were dead in the eyes of God, because all unrighteousness is sin, and sin the wages of sin is death. Right? Who is in trespasses trespasses and sin were in in times past when ye walk according to though number one, the course of this world, number two, the principalities of the air, which is demonic spirits, which now worketh in the children of disobedience you had your conversations, which is your conduct in times fast in the lust of the flesh, so fulfilling the desires of the flesh, that's number five, so lust of the flesh is number four, number five so is, um the desires of the flesh and of the mind. listen, and what by nature, children of rest. so what happens is this this right here explains the nature of disobedience or the nature of the flesh. Okay? So when we read this, I want you to understand what we're saying is sin came to nature when these things are at work. You you are driven by the course of the world, you are driven by demonic spirits, you uh, have your conduct, which is your conversation, and times pass in the lust of the flesh, or you fulfilled the desires of the flesh, right? And of the mind. This made you by nature. Children of wrath or children of disobedience, right? But God, verse 4 says, who was rich in mercy, for in his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit was sealed in our hearts. Uh, the Holy Ghost is sealed in our hearts, right? By grace are you saved and have raised us up together in heavenly places, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now when, we, now, when it says Christ Jesus is, is, what it is letting you know that the raising uh, happens when you qualify to be led by the Holy Spirit because the, the word Christ is not Jesus' last name, but it's the Holy Ghost that lives inside of your heart. And then, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And out of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Not, that, not of works, these any man should vote. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ, which is always man, Jesus, unto the works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And of course, we ought to be led by the Holy Spirit, so that qualifies our walk. Well, let's amplify what these five scriptures give. Romans 4, 8, Romans 5, 10 through 20, Romans 6, 11 through 23, Romans uh, Galatians one chapter three through five and Ephesians two one through seven all highlight, all highlight the work that God wants us to know uh, took place because of sin. And if we understand those five passages, we will uh, we will advance and thrive in the to the work that He has empowered us to achieve and exist there. Now, you have to have faith in the finished work. What did Jesus do? He not only saved us so that we can get into heaven, but he saved us so that we can exist sin free. Now, how do we exist sin truth Because we know that there is the, the flesh is incapable. The natural man cannot obtain the things of God because they are spiritual. The it's incapable of achieving what God wants to happen. We're not to know each other after the flesh. We are to know each other on the revelation of what Christ has done in us to live this Christ. Our life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. So let's talk about the theology, which is God's thoughts and how we come to know God and, and understanding we we. Um, allowing Jesus to provide that overcoming power uh, to conquer sin. Amen? So number one, theology reveals that sin is the reason which redemption was created. All right? Now, let's put on our thinking thing. Redemption is the work of restoration to right-standing with God through Christ Jesus. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, and let's start at verse 1. Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are in the church, which are at Ephesus. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace, uh, grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without Blame before him in love, having predestinated us according to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasures of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace, where he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made up known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one All things in Christ, both that which is in heaven and that which is on the earth, even in him in whom we also have obtained the inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Now the scripture lets us know, in whom, verse 7, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. So this grace that abounds toward us through Christ Jesus causes us to have access to the redemption. Why he created and whom he also trusted after he heard the word of, of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that he believed, he was sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of God. So we understand that that redemption, that theology reveals that sin is the reason why redemption was created, so that Jesus died away. To clean you up. So redemption is the work of the right standing with God through Christ, and redemption is empowered through the reality of Christ's resurrection. Right? Christ's resurrection. And redemption was God's requirement as a worship to reform the world back to the will will of his sovereign and that's what it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love and have it predestinated. This is something that he did beforehand, that, listen, according to the church, uh, um, uh, having destinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of His will. This was in God's will from the beginning. To the praise and the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted and beloved, in whom we have redemption. You get know what I'm saying? So theology reveals that sin is the reason why redemption was created to act sin. It also reveals number two that that Christ carries the cure all for sin. Now go to Hebrews chapter two. I know I'm moving kind of fast, but as a result of you taking notes, you can go back and and, and hear it again because the more you hear it, faith something by hearing. The more your faith will grow. Hebrews chapter ten. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter ten. Amen. Let's hear Now I want to pay a little attention on that. Hopefully, I will get to. It. Ooh, I think we're gonna have a part two or part two, <laughs> but but it's all right. All right, because I gotta carry on. But redemption reveals that sin is the reason or theology reveals that number one, sin is the reason redemption was created, and then number two, theology reveals that Christ carried the cure all for sin. Okay? Now let's let's read chapter ten and let's start at verses two. Okay. Well, of course, and and let me tell you this. Um, As you heard in Romans chapter 5 and 6, and and especially Galatians, that you'll hear the word law inserted. Of course, Romans is a legal book anyway. Establishing justification by faith and showing us the way of salvation through Christ Jesus and why Christ came into the world um, because of sin. And the whole book talks about how it's, we're slaves to the law through sin, but we are made alive to Christ and unto righteousness, we are made free from the law. The law was to serve as a schoolmaster to show us right from law. It was inserted in history uh, in, in with Moses so that the people could know instinctively what they were doing externally that had, had meaning, had great significance to the plan of God, whether it could be whether they could experience God's blessing or experience uh, the consequences of not having God's blessings because of their conduct, their commitment, and their condition. So when Romans comes and and Paul comes to to say, "Hey, you're justified by grace," grace becomes the new platform of theology. They didn't they didn't know what to do with grace because grace was accepted by belief and faith in Christ. So faith was foreign to them. Christ was foreign to them, because they just saw the man Jesus, and they figured Jesus was dead. But no, his act on the cross and his resurrection of the dead, him revealing himself, caused uh, uh, us to reflect back on what took place under the law, from Adam to Moses, how the people never got it right. It didn't matter what they did, what they said, how many times they tried to get it right, they weren't right. Because they did not change the nature. But when the law came, it reminded them, it kept reminding them that the nature had not been changed. And so God really was like connected with them, even though they had the potential to receive covenant. But when Christ came, he awakened us to God being spirit and seeking those, God seeking those who worship him, to worship him in spirit and in truth, to have access by faith, which is, going, which, is, which is this, acting on what you believe based on who you know. I know in whom I believe and I'm fully persuaded. So anyway, i got to hurry up. Christ has to be seen as the cure-all. What he did through redemption was, his, was a redemption was a sacrificial act to serve as a substitute for sin. What was the substitute of sin? Innocence, righteousness, a righteous act, a man that walked up right before God who did sin and also completed what God required as the sacrifice of the atonement for our sin. Okay, because this has to be understood because you you can read sin. Is all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness is sin. So an unrighteous person could not achieve victory over sin by nature unless God restored us by nature. And the only way he can restore us by nature is empowering the Spirit. That's why you'll see the emphasis of Christ Jesus after all. Because what empowered the man, Jesus, was the nature that he had that was distinctly different from the nature of Adam. Okay? So so here in uh in, in chapter ten of Hebrews it says, For the Lord having the shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices that were offered year by year continually make comers there unto perfect or complete. For so then they would have not ceased to be offered because the, that the worshippers once purged should have no more conscience of sin. But those sacrifices that were remembrances again were made manifest every year. The sins were made manifest. So For it was possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifices and offerings would thou not? But a body which thou hast prepared in the burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said, I, lo, I come in the volume of a book, which is um, it is written of me, to so do thy will, O God. And above, when he said sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings for sin, thou wouldest not neither hast pleasure therein. Which are offered by the law? Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, o God. He said, Take away the first, that he may establish the second. By which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Now, I got to stop here because I'm out of time. But I I wanted us to understand why Jesus did Now, what I want you to do for your homework is to read the entire book of Hebrews, chapter 10. The cure all covers all forms of sin because Christ was made to be sin for us. Glory to God. Oh, when you find out what Jesus (laughs) really did on the cross as a cure all then you'll have confidence in, in believing what he can do for you when well, you have hiccups in life. But you got to know he can cure it. Amen? The cure all for sins comes through the, his compliance on the cross and conquering of death through his resurrection. So we got a lot more to cover in this season. I, I didn't even get into the the, the the cure and the antidote for sin, but I guess we got to check some more on it. So we'll continue on because we want to overcome we want to overcome in this life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the enlightenment of your word that causes men's hearts to be mended and to transform into your very image, through your spirit. I ask God that you would come and empower us to walk this walk out for real. Help us to grow in you so that we can become what you have purposed us to become. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We praise you and we give you glory for it. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, my Father. And Father, I pray that those that don't know you as our personal Lord and Savior, that they would learn that if they would confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, they will be saved. For when my confession is made, unto salvation. Would you repeat after me? I confess in my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Jesus from the dead. I thank God for the work that He did for me at Calvary. Now, we just begin uh, a a teaching that is really going to help us uh, serve God, know him more intimately, know why he's doing what he's doing for us so we can serve him more faithfully because we know that he has overcome so that we can also overcome. Amen. Well, I'm out of time. Go to a Bible reading, teaching church. Continue to study the word of God. Study to show yourself someday. Amen. And we'll see you on the next broadcast. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye